You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is your host, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Now, today's episode, we're doing another interview, and it's with a lovely woman named Veronica Grant. And I've never interviewed a person like this before. Now, literally, I've actually never interviewed her, but I'm talking about a dating coach for women. That's right. This is a dating coach for women. And the reason why I wanted to have her on was because I wanted you to understand what women are going through. What are their fears? What are their frustrations? How are they feeling when it comes to dating? I feel like if you have that information, it's going to be very helpful to you in terms of your dating life, right? Once you understand how a woman's mind works, you're going to be able to be more successful at dating because you know how it all works, right? You know how she works, you know how you work, and you can start putting things together and you can be more empathetic towards the women that you meet and date. So Veronica Grant, a dating coach for women, is going to help us today. She's gonna be diving into what it is that women think about when it comes to dating and really just go into some details in terms of how she even helps some of these women. So listen up, you're gonna really learn a lot here and of course enjoy this episode today. So here's my interview with Veronica Grant. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Awesome. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today. Um, you know, this is something a little bit different that I wanted to do. We talked about this uh, just a, a bit ago, but um, I think it'd be really interesting for the guys to understand kind of like the female perspective in terms of what their issues are uh, in terms yeah. of in terms of dating. And you know all about that because you are a female dating coach, meaning you you are like the the female version of me. I work with men, and, and you work with women. So, exactly, yeah. Cool, cool. So let's get into it. Just maybe tell the guys how you got started in doing this, and then we can go into some some cool information. Yeah, for sure. So I actually started as a health coach. And I was helping women just feel better in their bodies, feel more confident in their bodies, despite their weight. If they wanted to lose weight, then I was helping them do that. And uh, again, that from that healthy um, perspective. Um, but a lot of my clients kept saying, well, I just want to lose weight because I want to date again. And I just feel crappy about myself. And I, I don't want to put myself out there when I feel this crappy. And it just kept coming up again and again. And then even my married clients would say, well, I just don't really like having sex with my husband because he's skinnier than me or I don't feel, again, good in my body. And again, it just kept coming up and up again and again. And I was working with a business coach at the time and she was like, well, have you thought about switching just to being a, more of like a dating confidence or a dating mindset coach? And I was like, um, no, I'm a health coach. And I was pretty tied to that for a while. And then again, it just kept coming up again and again. And I decided to make the switch. And I did that about a year ago. And it's been amazing ever since. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. What do you think when you're working with women is their number one issue? Like what comes up the most in terms of uh, dating issues for women? 
The number one issue is a fear of getting rejected, whether it's straight up a rejection or just a rejection in the sense that they don't text you back or there's not a second date or um, someone doesn't even some people won't even don't even want to get on tender or anything like that because God forbid someone swipes left on them, even though they would never even know. But just that thought of, of that just trips them up and it paralyzes them or just keeps them dating what they would call safe men. Um, and you know, so, so yeah, I mean, that would just be the number one issue is just fear of rejection. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? That is, <laughs> is the, that, is that number one fear for that, men too? That is the number one fear. I like that also. This is really, this is really awesome that you don't know much of like, of the men's issues and you're working with women. I like that you don't know that. So we can kind of like discover things <laughs> together, like live here on the call. Yeah. Uh, but well, yeah. Just when we were talking briefly offline before we started recording and you kind of mentioned how I could help to humanize some of the women that your men were going on dates with. And I was like, that is exactly why I actually invited a male dating coach onto my podcast to humanize men, because I think that we do forget that there is just simply another person on the other side of the table or behind that dating profile or Tinder profile or whatever it is. Yeah. Isn't that funny? So many misunderstandings. It's, it's just crazy. Like we, you know, as guys, our issue is, is that we tend to put women on a pedestal. We see a beautiful woman and we think that we have to do all these things to get her. And she is, you know, the princess, she's the queen, you know, and and they they don't have flaws. You know, it's like women, women take a dump too. You know what I mean? It's like (laughs) women are, are people too. And I think, I mean, it's funny. I actually didn't think you were going to say that because I do know uh, a few other coaches for women. And uh-huh. I, I didn't think you were going to say fear of rejection. I know that's definitely one of them, but I thought you were going to say something completely different. But knowing that that's something you hear all the time is even shocking to me. I'm hoping that that's at least a little bit like eye-opening to the guy who's listening. Um, oh, because, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's – I mean, it makes sense. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course they're scared. We're all scared. No one wants to get rejected. No one wants right. to make a mistake or, or, or you know – be looked at in a in a negative way like we don't want that we're we're human beings and 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 we don't like mistakes and and things and to to go a wrong way we don't like being rejected that's that's not a good thing so what what right. do they what do they say about it um you know they just hmm it's not that they don't say it's not that they just talk about it. it's just that it they just simply don't do anything because of this fear of rejection they won't approach a man at a bar they i have a lot of women who will not send a first message on a dating site that they're using unless it's bumble which, which they have to send the first message um but on match.com or tender the more the more traditional sites they they won't send a first message they um it's just so funny to to just to hear your perspective that men put women on pedestals because I think if my audience were to hear that, they would be completely shocked because I feel like or they feel like they are always the ones having to uh, chase the guy, get the second date, get the the text back or, you know, the little blue bubble or, and, you know, if the little blue bubble says that it was red and there's no response within like five minutes, then like their world just starts falling apart and they can't focus on anything else. And they take it so personally. 
Um, but one thing that I have actually the women in my community do is to practice getting rejected, to go out and get rejected, whether in a romantic sense or not. So even it's just something silly like checking out at Whole Foods and saying, hey, can I have a 10% discount on this? And knowing that you're probably going to get rejected, although you you never know, right? But it's just a practice that just when you get, just because you get rejected, that it doesn't mean anything about your sense of self or your sense of worth. Cause I, I think that's where it really comes down to when they get rejected, they just believe that it's because they're too, they're not skinny enough or they're not pretty enough, or they said something stupid, or, I mean, the, the list goes on. You could, they can make up anything in their head about why they may have gotten rejected. So I just try to teach them that just go out and get rejected and see that you can still be the same awesome person that you are, even if you don't get the 10% discount at Whole Foods, or if you, you know, don't get that second date. And another thing that I always tell my clients is a yes lives in the land of no. Uh, again, because like inaction of is, is really their number one result of this number one fear of fear of rejection. So I just tell them if you go out and get rejected and get 10 no's, you'll get to a yes, but you're not going to get a yes in the land of not doing anything of inaction. So that is just one thing I always say over and over again, a yes lives in the land of no's and and it tends to help them a lot. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I always say this, you know, you can go out and approach, let's say 10 girls and nine of them might say no and reject you. One of them is going to say yes. What's going to happen there is something magical. Mm -hmm. When you end up going and in theory, you know, you approach 10 girls and one of them says yes, you're not going to be sitting there saying to yourself, oh, but those other nine didn't (laughs) like me. You're you're not going to care. And I'm not saying that, you know, to tell you not to care, you're just naturally not going to care. You're going to be so excited and pumped up for the girl who, you know, you connected with that those mm-hmm. other nine aren't going to matter. You know, yeah. it's just not going to matter to you. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's rejection is just part of the game. Like it's just going to happen. Like you're going to get rejected. There's no way around it. Not everyone's going to be a fit. Not everyone's having the best day. Not everyone's going to want to, um, you know, be with a, a guy or a girl like you. It just, you know, people like different things and are attracted mm-hmm. to different people and that's okay. That's, yeah. that's just part of it. You know what I mean? Like I always say also mm-hmm. just to, you know, throw in a sports analogy here is like a good batting average <laughs> if you play baseball is 300. 300, that's three out of 10. That's a good batting average, three out of 10. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's just, just to show you there's something else out there where it's like, no, you're not going to hit all the balls. You know, you're not going to be killing it the entire time. It's, uh, it's going to be a little bit of a, of a, of a journey for you, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Definitely. So Definitely. what else, what else do you think you could think of that be interesting for these guys to hear about in terms of like of what women are thinking and what they're coming to you for and what they struggle with and other questions that they ask you? Mm-hmm. So another thing that really gets women frustrated is the constant texting or the endless texting, I should say. Um, not the texting in sense of Hey, good morning. Just thinking of you or logistics if you're meeting up with someone, but the conversations that really would be better had over a telephone conversation or a date that gets really frustrating for women. And 
I think sometimes they might ask for a phone conversation instead of the texting. Uh, but a lot of times they think that it'll come off as too confrontational or too high maintenance or needy or whatever story they have in their head. Um, but I think that the texting, it, it kind of, it's, it's kind of a race to the bottom because you know, we know that when you get a notification on your phone or a little red number on your Facebook notification that you get a little hit of, of dopamine, right? And so we, we both like that and uh, or we as in both men and women like that. And so we just keep texting each other because, again, we get that hit of dopamine. It's like the race to be who's going to be the last person to send the text in the conversation. And it's just it's it's definitely not helpful and it doesn't go anywhere. And for at least um, my clients, it drives them crazy. And it's kind of a game that they got into themselves. But uh, just knowing I think if men just knew just to pick up the phone and call. I think so many women would appreciate that. Um, just a phone conversation, like before a first date, if you haven't met them, if it's you know an online thing or between dates, would be really thoughtful and uh, something that a lot of my clients would love. Cool. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, I'll tell you a, a little, a little kind of technique that I use. You know, when I'm mm -hmm. doing uh, when I'm doing online dating, and I'll share with you and, and the guys listening. But basically. I prefer that. You know, what I really like to do is mm -hmm. I like to almost have a pre-first date, you know, a phone date or a, mm -hmm. or even a, a FaceTime date before the actual date. And mm. it really kills like two to three birds with one stone. Yeah. So basically what happens, right, is, is you end up, um, first of all, you know, being able to build some sort of vibe and make it more comfortable for when you guys finally do meet. Right? It's not like, hey, you know, I remember you from Bumble or Tinder or online dating or even whatever. Even if you met her in person, mm -hmm. it's like at least you can create more of a connection. It's a little bit more comfortable is to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, text them and say like, like hey, I know we're – or this is, it could be even – actually, this is even better. Before you even set up the date, you can call them or you can say, hey, let's have a phone date. And on yeah. the phone, you guys can talk and you can get to know each other and do what you would do on a first date just over the phone, not in person. And then at the end of that conversation, you take the next level and say like, hey, so, you know, what are you up to the, the rest of the week? We should grab a drink or grab a bite to eat or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. And you can also even step it up and do some sort of FaceTime. And that's not going to be for everyone. I think some girls might not necessarily be comfortable with it right away. Mm -hmm. I mean, some guys neither. Um, but that's a really great way too to kind of get to know them and also – really helps with not being catfished too. Just so you know, you're talking to the person that, you know, you actually think is on the online dating site or whatever, like you know for sure it's that person. So so you're not tricked when you when you finally meet up with them. So FaceTiming before the date is uh is yeah. a really good idea too. And Does that happen? I've I've never heard of that, but I yeah. assume it's I'm yeah. sure everything happens online. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, there's extremes where you literally, right. it's a whole different person. I never experienced mm -hmm. that. But I'll be honest with you, I've been tricked before where I've, you know, met up with a girl and uh, she just looks nothing like her pictures. She's the same girl, you can tell, but I'm like, okay, you took those pictures like five years ago, it's just not you. And I hate to sound superficial here, but, you know, I know what I'm attracted to and I know what I'm not and... And mm -hmm. also, it's also really, it's it, it's unattractive beyond the fact of looks, but like, that was a very unconfident move. You know, it's like, 
you're putting yourself out there in a whole different way. Like, why? Like, you had to put a picture of you like seven years ago. Why? Because you're not confident in who you are today. It's like that kind of shady move just kind of shows me the type of person you are. So that is another area where I'm like, eh, I don't know if I trust you, you know? So, um, so yeah. And so I, I think it's a smart idea to, uh, to do that. You know, again, it's not something you have to do, but why not? You know what I mean? We have the technology Mm -hmm. now, get on the phone, get on the FaceTime, talk to them, get to know them a little bit. I mean, listen, I've also been on the phone with some girls who, you know, their personality is just like, it just, totally doesn't shine. And I was like, Oh wow. You're, you know, I'm glad we got, glad we had this phone call because we're, we just don't gel. Like we're not talking, mm-hmm. you know, the way like that would be smooth or I'd want to talk to you again. It's not a great conversation. I'm getting to know you. We don't share the same values. Okay. This is, this is a waste of time. Like I don't think that a date for both of us would, would really go anywhere or do anything, you know, as beautiful as right. or attracted to as I may be, it's, it's not going to work, you know? Right. So it, I think it's good to do that. And and I'm glad that you're giving that advice as well. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely encourage the phone call, especially because I have a lot of single moms in my um, community or just women who just have really busy jobs. And then they complain that dating takes a lot of time. And I'm just like, well, just have a phone conversation. You can save yourself so much time from having to get dressed, go down and meet someone. And you know, within the first few minutes that it's just not going to, you know, go anywhere. Um, so yeah, phone conversations are definitely a big thing that my community definitely wants. And not just before the first date, but this time in kind of like that time between when you're dating and then if it keeps moving forward to where you're quote unquote official or whatever you call it. But that gray area, I think, um, gets really, um, anxiety provoking for a lot of the women in my community. Um, again, because they don't know when and if there will be another date or like when the next time they'll see that person, especially if they really like it and they don't want to always feel like they're the ones that have to, um, ask for the phone call or ask for the next date or be in charge of when they see the person again. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, that just causes so much anxiety for the women in my community. Yeah. Just that. I, I, I think for guys too, um, maybe not as much, maybe not as much, uh, for the guys, but I could see that for mm-hmm. the, for the women. It's like, you know, where's this going? What's going on? Does he like me? Mm-hmm. Is he into me? You know, I think guys struggle with that a little bit, but they struggle more with, does she initially like me? You know, I think it's more so of the really very, very beginning of of dating, you know, first meeting her, even going on a first date, even going on a second date, um, you know, at, at just those very beginning parts, they're they're wondering if the if the woman is interested in them. But I could see for a woman, it's it goes far beyond that. They want to make sure yeah. the guy is interested the uh, the whole way through. You know. Yeah, and it's not so much that they, you know, need to know like, are we going to be official? Are we going to be getting engaged in the next year? Like, they're not like going to to that extreme, um, but I think they could just use some signs that would help them to feel more confident that that person was still into them. Even if it means, you know, even if they don't talk in a couple of days, you know, cause people are busy with jobs, everything, but there is enough positive signs from other things, uh, that, um, 
that they would just feel more safe and secure and could go about their day and do what they needed to do and not have to worry about, oh my gosh, when am I going to see him again? Does he like me? I don't know what's going on here. Like that whole um, hamster wheel. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's definitely a big issue for women. That's that's true. What else? What are some other things that, that women have uh, issues with? Like let's go deep. Like what are some of the deep, dark you know, <laughs> secrets and issues that these that these women have, uh, you know, when they're coming to you for help? Um, you know, it all goes back down to, I mean, if we're going to the, the basement, probably the yeah. number one thing that I ultimately have to help women with. I mean, again, they come to me for dating, but what I'm really helping them, uh, to do is for them to believe themselves that they are worthy of the relationship that they truly want. And Mm -hmm. somewhere along their life, usually stemming from their parents, they were taught somehow that they, that they uh, were not worthy of, of what they wanted. And so, or they didn't get the love that they wanted from their parents. And so they go out and fill a, that void usually, you know, with a romantic partner and guys do the same exact thing. So usually it has to do with whatever was going on with the mother for guys. And then for women, it's whatever was dealing or uh, whatever was lacking in their relationship with the father. It's not always like that, but probably definitely the majority of the time uh, it is. So even if it's something just, and it doesn't mean that all of the women that I work with are coming from bad families or abusive families. I mean, some are, but for the most part, it can just be something simple. Well, my parents were, you know, really busy and didn't give me time and attention. And so now they're seeking that attention out elsewhere. And usually it ends up, um, that, that need for attention, it usually ends up showing its ugly head in a romantic relationship because there is that vulnerability piece and just that sense of being so open and exposed to someone, Um, that you just don't get in other relationships and non-romantic relationships. So mm-hmm. we have to do a lot of healing work and forgiveness work and journaling. And I'm a yoga teacher, so I also include meditation a lot in my practices with the women I work with, um, just so that they first can just believe for themselves that they can, you know, my whole thing is treat yourself the way you want to be treated. So I help them literally treat themselves the way they want to be treated by their ideal partner and their ideal relationship. So that then when they go out and date men, they don't feel like they need to have all of this attention from them or need to get their love, but it's simply that they can bring, you know, their love and desires and you know, all the things that they have to the relationship and the other guy can, you know, bring all that to the relationship as well. And then it can grow from there rather than it being, I talk about this idea of a puzzle piece, two puzzle pieces versus a Venn diagram. And the two puzzle pieces is, you know, there's a void and there's like the little part that goes into the void and that, you know, creates a puzzle piece. Um, and that's, representative of just, Oh, I need to get my love or I need to get my happiness or I need to you to make me feel beautiful or sexy or whatever it is. Um, and that, that can be dependent and it can absolutely be a codependent. So men can need the same thing, like that same validation from women as well. Again, especially if they didn't receive that validation from their mothers. Um, 
So what I help women create is this idea of the Venn diagram. So there's two complete circles and then they're just simply merging together at the center. And so there's three parts in any relation or in a healthy relationship. There's, you know, the, the man, the woman, well, assuming we're talking about, you know, heterosexual relationships, man, the woman, and then, um, the, the relationship, the part in the middle where the, the, the circles merge. And, and so that's really the essence of what I'm doing is helping them just build their confidence, build their, their self-care plan, their self-love plan, um, and really just design the lifestyle that they love so that they can have that complete circle and then find their other complete circle and then merge together at the middle. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That sounds, yeah, that sounds about right. I think a lot of the issues that we, we have really do stem from how we were raised and our parents and things like that, you know? So Mm -hmm. I I think that, um, that, yeah, you're doing great work there in terms of helping them, um, realize that. And it sounds like, you know, let go and, and move on and, and uh, be able to live a happier life so they can feel more confident with themselves and love themselves. And I, you know, I, I try to preach that as much as I can on, on the podcast to tell guys that <laughs> when you really love yourself, that's when true confidence comes in. You know, when you respect yeah. yourself and, and you're, you have a lot of self-esteem that, uh, that yeah, you can, you can really go a lot farther because you stop caring about what people think of you. And, and you start acting in, you know, your true authentic self, so to speak. Exactly. What? Yeah. And for men, you know, it can be really hard. Like if they didn't get the validation from, you know, when you're a little boy, like your mom is really the first woman who a loves you and B tells you you're handsome, you know, when you're dressed up for church on Sunday or whatever it is for Christmas. Um, and if you didn't get that, then you will look for that in other you know, again, in women that you're dating, most likely. And when a man's in that type of cycle, then it's really common to attract women who just walk all over them. Like those types of men can usually be so sweet. And all of my clients dream guy in terms of calling and doing all the things that we want them to do. Um, But then the women that they end up attracting just kind of walk all over them because again, they have some voids themselves that they are trying to fill. And so it's not that again, that puzzle piece scenario that I was talking about earlier. Right, right, totally, totally. Do you have any any good tips for some of the guys listening? Maybe it's similar to, you know, the work you do with women in terms of, you know, how guys can feel better about who they are and feel comfortable with who they are. Yeah. So <clears throat> the one, the, I mean, the really the essence of what I do is figure out how you want to feel in your ideal relationship and then start doing that for yourself. So, you know, my whole thing is date yourself. I like have a date yourself challenge. It's a huge part of my, um, I mean, my brand, but also like literally the tools that I give my clients. And, and so for the guys listening, just to figure out how, like, what it is that you want to feel in your ideal relationship. Like we're not talking about who she is. We're just talking about like, what does that relationship do for you? What does it do for your life? What does it do for how you feel every day? So we can talk big picture things, but also just the day to day stuff. So does it make you feel grounded? Does it make you feel relaxed? Does it make you feel secure, safe, happy, um, loved, whatever it is. And then do little things for yourself every day that make you feel like that. So again, you don't need to get that from somebody else. Um, so that's like the, the best thing to do if you're kind of looking at the big picture. 
And then in terms of like, let's say you have a date next week and you want to, you know, not screw it up. Um, the number one thing I say is, and I think, um, uh, Marie Forleo originally said this in her book, how to make everyone man, man want you or whatever her book is. Um, and she says date for fun, not for the one. And I think that is just a really, really good way to, um, to put it, to just stay in the present moment. Cause as soon as you start putting people on pedestals or, you know, imagining like anything that may or may not happen in the future or thinking about something that happened in the past. So like a past girlfriend or whatever, then it's really hard to show up authentically when your head is all over the place. Um, and so if you're able just to kind of show up and have fun and whatever happens post date happens. Um, but that mindset allows you to be the most authentic, natural, just kind of cool, normal self you can be. And that will, not necessarily mean that that relationship's going to go forward and you're going to have another date, another, and then a full on relationship. But it does mean that you're setting yourself up for the best chance for that happening. If it's meant to happen. I like that. That's fantastic. Well, this has been great. Is there anything else you, you, you know, any kind of wise words you care to share with some of the guys listening, um, that, you know, are struggling to meet, understand and attract women? Yeah. So I think the, the other biggest thing that I always tell, um, the women is, and this kind of goes back to our conversation about rejection, but if you say something or if you, if you feel something, say it, if you want something, say it, if you need something, say it. So if you want to text that person just to say good morning or I'm thinking of you, then do it. Um, if you get rejected, then again, like we talked about before, it's just part of the game. If you want to go on a date again, ask for it. If you are feeling something, just say, say it. And I mean, this is something that I teach the women in my community again and again and again, uh, because again, we're just so scared of rejection. We just end up, we won't allow ourselves to be any remotely, um, we won't have you know any vulnerability at all. And it's really hard to move forward in a relationship without that, without that piece. So just say what you're, say what you're feeling, ask for what you want. Um, and if you get rejected, then you move on and, but at least, you know, and you don't have to second guess yourself or you don't have to go into the shoulda, woulda, coulda dance and you can either, you know, get what you want in the relationship, whether it's the next date or whatever, or you can move on to the next with a clean slate. That's awesome. Very, very wise words. I like that. And, and very true. I, it's just all about going after what you want and removing mm -hmm. the fear and, and going after it and, and not feeling ashamed to do it. Yeah. You know? So that's Definitely. fantastic. Well, listen, you know, uh, this was fantastic. I think if uh, if any guys out there, you know, who maybe want to work with you, if <laughs> you'd be open to that or, or would recommend any, you know, women to uh, work with you, I mean, go check her out. Your website is veronicagrant.com. Uh, is that correct? Yep, veronicagrant.com. And there's also 37 ways to date yourself on the site. You can They can grab that if that's interesting to them as well. Cool. Yeah, go ahead and grab that on the site, Veronica. Thanks again for Thank uh, for sharing some of your some of your knowledge, your wisdom, and uh, and kind of diving deep and giving us a little inside peek into uh, the the ladies' brains and some of the issues. <laughs> it was definitely very eye opening for me, and I hope it was uh, for the guys listening. So. Thank awesome. You My pleasure. Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.